2: Pro-ers, and welcome to the In the Lead podcast brought to you by Easy Agent Pro. Today, I am extremely excited to say that we have Dustin Brome in the studio, the creator of Snapback Live, helping realtors optimize the use of Snapchat. And we also have the creators of EAP, Tyler Zay and Robert LaPries, as well as our marketing ninja, Kelvin Krupaik. Um, I'm Chris McHale, I'll be your host, and we're going to start jumping right into it with a cell phone call first. Who did that? <laughs> let go. That's staying. We're staying. We're keeping it. Um, before we get into Realty Reality, we're just gonna kind of talk to uh, Dustin a little bit about his uh, fantastic uh, use of uh, Snapchat and and his really great uh,
1: group that he has on Facebook. So take it away, man. Talk about it a little bit.
2: Let's hear the so, success
1: story. So I first got on Snapchat when I read an article from Tyler about how every agent needs to be on Snapchat. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was totally Tyler's idea. <laughs> no, um I've never written <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was the opposite yeah. uh, so earlier this I think it was December or January of this year, um it was this dude named Gary Vaynerchuk, maybe you've heard of him, and yeah, good old did, vaynerchuk yep, yep, he just kept hammering home how Snapchat's gonna be the next big thing, and you know, there's, there's a huge upside to those that are first, it, whether it's Snapchat or Pinterest or it doesn't matter, whatever yeah. the next one is. Being an early adopter has huge upside. So I jumped in. I didn't understand Snapchat at all. And it took me about a month before I even got it. So I just, I made a decision early on that if Snapchat is going to be a big thing, I wanted to be a part of that. And so I just decided five minutes a day, minimum of just playing with it, learning it, sending some messages, which at the beginning was just like my wife and I and my, my brother, you know, just so I could get to learn it. And it wasn't until I got into the Snapchat stories and I, I, I was watching a random story from one of my buddies on the East coast and he was telling an actual story over like a two minute period using Snapchat stories. And it was at that moment when I noticed he was stringing together 10-second snaps just one at a time to do a big, long story, that's when it, it clicked for me. And I realized there's the value. I can educate. I can entertain on my Snapchat stories. And and that's how I can use it in my business. And, and not just my business, but to let people into my life, get to know me, get to know my personality. And and so since then... I. I started writing some articles about my experience with it. They were picked up by Inman, picked up by RAS Media, and uh, a dozen or so other real estate publications. And and since then, my Snapchat following has just exploded uh, within the real estate industry. And, and so we've been having a lot of fun with it. It's, it. it's not been what I thought it was going to be, but right. it's such a fun platform and with that with that said, let me let me cut you off there. What did you what yeah. did you expect out of it? What did you think it was going to be? When I first got on, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be doing this to get business. It right. would be direct to consumer. It would be yeah. me, you know, reaching out directly to people in Salt Lake City and me marketing my real estate services. you know right? right. has
3: any has any platform been exactly what you thought it would be?
1: Just curious. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, I, Pinterest me too, like really learned stuff Pinterest is what I think pretty, it is. You know, it's yeah. Pinterest is pretty simple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Snapchat turned out that, you know, even though yes, I have a local following and I have people here who who I have been, you know, having conversations with and, and will lead to business, the relationships I've been building with other real estate agents has been remarkable. And there's something special about Snapchat. Because of the way it works, it's just pure authenticity. And so you really can get to know someone through Snapchat that you can't just reading text through a Facebook Messenger or Twitter or whatever. And so it's been – I've created some real relationships, real friendships with some, some other realtors around the country. I've received a referral business. I've given referral business. I've learned a ton from these other guys that have helped me in my business and so it's just and it's just a platform that I get it just it makes sense to me it's one of those things that makes sense to me and so I'm running with it
2: awesome no that's fantastic let's uh let's dive into some numbers here if you want to go ahead and say how many followers you you have on the uh, the group and everything for the Facebook page because um you know I'm a little biased I come I work in a company where you know, Snapchat's kind of hard to uh, market or use creatively, and like you're doing. So it's it, let's start talking some numbers and hear how many people are following it and everything. Sure. So honestly, I have no clue how many
1: Snapchat followers I have.
2: <laughs> That's because... a good answer. That's the best number you can get.
1: <laughs> right. Well, there's no way to know. Right. Um, Snapchat doesn't show you. Uh, there's a there's something called Snaplytics that you can pay for. It's a third party company and supposedly they can tell you how many followers you have, but they use a really complex algorithm based on how many screenshots you have versus the number of views and over what time period. Mm -hmm. So, but honestly, I don't care. All I care about is how many people are watching my content. Right. And is that number going up or down? Right. And so I can see exactly how many people watch each individual snap within my story. And, you know, before... Before Snapchat did their recent update that did away with um, auto forwarding of stories, only someone on Snapchat would know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but before that, I was getting between four and five hundred views on each story. Um, it's been a, it's been cut in half, so b- between two fifty and three hundred views is what I'm averaging right now. Uh, geez, guys, it's kind of like asking me how you know, how much are you pulling down a year. <laughs> you know, it's a personal question, <laughs> but you know, what's nice about it, that at first it was kind of an ego hit. It's like, oh, jeez, you know, there's hundreds of people less that are watching me. But what I realized is those people weren't really watching me. They were only seeing me and showing up as a view because my story started next after one of their buddy's stories. Right. right. So now I'm able to see the true number, like how many people are actually paying attention to me because now they have to click on it. They have to... Um, say I want to watch Dustin's story now and they have to actively push it. So now I can see the true number and, and so that's nice to know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure Kelvin has some <laughs> questions
4: as well for you. I do actually. Um, I hate grilling you so much about this, uh, Dustin, but you're definitely the biggest Snapchat expert we have right now. So while I have you, I've seen so much discussion about the geo filters in the Snappack Live real estate group and I would love for you to kind of just explain to me how that's panned sure. out for you, how effective it's been because it seems it's very very a very interesting idea and I'm not entirely sure how that would actually pan out for real estate agents.
1: Right. So it's it's a it's a weird weird deal where you have to really you have to think creatively and think out of the box to be successful with geo filters. It's it's nothing like the other platforms have. And and Snapchat doesn't let you put your URL in in a custom geo filter they don't let you put a hashtag or a username or an actual photo so you have to be creative about how you brand it and what's cool though is I'm gonna give an example that Calvin you probably saw in the snap pack live group but most recently uh, ESPN's college game day came to Utah and you know, it's a big deal it draws a big crowd and they're all excited when they're there so what I did is I created a geo-filter that had the skyline of Salt Lake City in the background. It's kind of like a silhouette. I put Go Utes over it for the University of Utah. And then I put my Search Salt Lake logo in the bottom right. And I can can send a photo. You can post it wherever as an example of what I'm talking about. But um, then at the top, I just did like College Game Day, like College Game Day Baby or something like that at the top. The reason I did that if, if someone just does Dustin Brome Realtor, no one's going to use that geofilter right, unless yeah. they like put a poop emoji on your head to make fun of you. <laughs> you know? Don't give them ideas. <laughs> Don't give them ideas. Bro. Right, right. <laughs> I must say I have put poop emojis on other <laughs> filters. <laughs> so it's a real-life example, fellas. Um, but I did that strictly going into it thinking – I'm not expecting leads from it. I'm not expecting someone to see that filter and be like, ooh, can you list my house? It's a brand recognition play. And I looked at it like this. That geofilter cost me 70 bucks to run it over that part of the University of Utah from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. when College Game Day was there. What that $70 gave me is 467 people actually used that geofilter. Wow. They actually is- swiped. They found it. And used it in one of their snaps. From those views, over twenty-one thousand people saw it. So every twenty-one thousand people saw my search Salt Lake logo and brand and everything in a context they were interested in that had nothing to do with real estate. And they saw that. So I spent seventy bucks for over twenty-one thousand views of my brand. I think that's a good deal. That's a great deal. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. So. You just have to kind of change your perspective when it comes to Snapchat—not just with geo filters, but with the whole thing. It's a brand play. It's a—it's like running TV ads and running them over and over and over. It's you're just getting yourself and/or your brand in front of people over a, an extended period of time, so that when they're ready to buy a home, get a mortgage, sell their house, whatever, they'll think of you because they've seen you over and over and over. With that said, that's well, and fantastic. how much? Do- that- Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My You're bad, good.
0: I didn't mean. It. And how much did State Farm pay for their ad at that same game? Yeah, you know, it's like right. those guys are paying million dollars to be there, and it's just yeah. like it's crazy.
2: Yeah. With with what you said as well, man, I absolutely love that you brought up brand recognition. We actually discussed that on the last podcast. Um, it's another really fantastic way to. Get that personalized brand out there and like like he was saying, like Dustin was saying, have it ingrained in their heads three months later. Oh, this person, I remember this from Snapchat
1: and it's brilliant. I love the idea about it. It's great. It, it, it's fun too. It, being able to create a geo filter and have other people actually use it and being able to see those analytics later on, it, it's, it's cool. It's rewarding, huh? Yeah, yeah rewarding. it's rewarding. It's unique and it's kind of the wild west right now of marketing that there's so much that... You know, it's still unknown about it and so many different directions you can go with it. And the prices are only going to go up on running geofilters. So um, yeah, you just have to be creative. The reason why I say you have to be creative, ideally you would just run a geofilter over the entire stadium during the game, right? Well, that would be like 12000 bucks, or oh, 20000 wow. <laughs> bucks, something like that. So Snapchat knows it's a stadium. They know there's events going on. So if you tried doing that for an NFL game or whatever, the price is just through the roof. So you have to be creative about how you can capture a portion of that crowd in that same event or that same context, but not have it in that uh, in that area of the stadium. So being in college game day on a different part of campus was perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool.
3: And that's that's also something we see too, like. Like, we've been running Facebook ads in all last the last two or three weeks. We kind of toned down some of our budgets because the election was driving up our ad costs there and just so much. And so, it's, right. it's an interesting creative thing that you just talked about, too, in terms yeah. of like actually taking what's happening in real life and applying it to your marketing.
5: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And
0: finding in a location that gets serves the same purpose to the same audience for, for much cheaper. That's just awesome. I mean, you could do the sports yeah. bars. You could do it with the popular places around the university. I'm sure they yep. all had a gathering, people watching the game too.
1: The tailgating sections. It, so whether it's, I've, I haven't tried this at an NFL stadium because we don't have one in Salt Lake, but you know, tried the tailgating areas. I've run those geo filters at uh, like the BYU Utah game before, and I had I didn't have, I didn't have twenty one thousand views, but I had like five thousand. That's still and a
2: huge profit, like a big your buck. Yeah,
1: yeah, and those only cost me thirty bucks. Yeah, so uh, you just have to think creatively, and yeah, there's a million different things you can do with it. Um, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump were running geo filters that were—they're uh, just cool. That they're when you do it creatively in a way that people want to use it, it gets people talking, and it gets your brand or yourself in the front of their mind and. You
3: know? that's what we're all after. I mean, yeah, it's that's the branding, game. but like it's not talked about nearly enough because if you're the, the same agent could run the exact same ad campaign and if you were brand new versus someone who's been in the business five years and has a book of business, it's going to be like five X cheaper for the agent who's experienced just because of all that random brand awareness you've built up.
0: Yeah. Well, I just love that yeah. you made a huge distinction between brand promotion and lead generation. Some things you're going to do aren't always going to be ROI today or ROI on game day, but you're getting your brand out there, getting your logo viewed, and they might just remember when it's time.
3: So, yeah. what's your what's your opinion on these Snapchat
1: glasses? You grabbing some <laughs> the spectacles? <laughs> yeah, yep. they
3: launched today, I think.
1: Yeah, I heard that they you can only buy them in vending machines. Yeah, and I I looked at the
3: map too. I was just gonna check them out if they're in KC somewhere, but they're like only in California, probably,
1: yeah, yeah in LA or, yeah, or yeah. something. Uh, to be honest, yes, I'm gonna get some. They're they're like 180 bucks or something. 130. And they're 130, I believe, is what the price oh, is gonna be for. Them. Even better, better, more money for geo filters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna give them a shot just just to know what it's like just to use them and be one of the first I can I'm sure I can think of some creative way to use it and think about it this way if you're if you're literally using Snapchat for real estate like as you're touring a home or whatever the spectacles make that so seamless and so easy so you could just start walking through a house with those on and boom it's just it's just automatically snapping making it that much easier for for you to keep your head steady, for you to you know keep your train of thought if you're narrating, um, there's a million, you know, there's probably a billion different applications. But <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see how those things work. It's just, it's just new. It's uncharted territory. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Yeah. And
3: they're going to an IPO. It looks like too. They so it are, should They're hoping to rake in, I think, four them.
1: billion too.
3: Yeah. Four billion dollars. Forty. <clears throat> Who uh who's
2: who's manufacturing the glasses? Out of just out of curiosity, do we know that by chance? No, I don't know. No clue. No clue. All right. Probably that Italian company. <laughs> Probably not Ray-Ban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um cool. Well, that was actually one of the real-to-reality uh, little news topics that we were talking about was gonna be the Snapchat glasses. And um, we just I mean we kind of hit it on the head, you know, it's gonna make everything so much more easy and seamless for people to be able to do. In this case, a great example is a tour of a home. Um, you know, I, I I like the idea. I think it's great. I'm just a little concerned that they
3: expect four billion dollars out of this. And I just oh don't... no, I, I think <laughs> they got the attention now. Honestly, I mean, I know I I Dustin and I had fun like saying I don't believe it, but um, I think the network does have attention, and that's something that yep. networks like Twitter. It, it's it, they've kind of lost that fire in the bottle of people actually paying attention and. It's a finicky thing, Um, and that's why real estate, you know, when you're making content, you're going about this route of brand creation and all that. Um, It's so much easier if you can make something that's fun that blends into it. So, um, I mean, it will be interesting to see for me uh, in a year whether we're talking more about Snapchat with like, Virtual tours, live stuff, or if we're talking more about Facebook Live yeah. or Facebook 3D. Actually, because it's right. all just like, it's all coming and it's all coming very fast. The I think
4: Tyler's right. The momentum's there right now for Snapchat. The user base is huge. They, they force people to get creative. There's no really set formula in terms of advertising success there. One thing I want to ask Dustin about is how do you think, because um, Facebook's basically taking direct shots at Snapchat with Instagram stories and really pushing Facebook Live video. How do you think those two? are going to pan out in terms of how competitive they're being with each other.
1: So I, because I am so active on Snapchat, I see them as totally different things, even though Instagram stories is a blatant ripoff. It's just not the same thing because Snapchat is so much more than just, um, you know, the structure of it. Like there's so many, you can send money through it like you can on Facebook. Of course you can, uh, make phone calls, you can have video phone calls, you can you know, the filters, the lenses, um, just all the creative stuff with geo filters and everything. I don't see Facebook executing on that the way Snapchat has, and and here's the thing, the attention is going towards Snapchat, and it, Snapchat is seen as the original, like it's it's Snapchat, and so you have all these younger people, and, and it's now aging up, but they see they're like, well, we have Instagram that's just trying to rip it off, and they're kind of, you know, they're doing it, but kind of in a half-assed way. Why would we mess with that when we could just do it on Snapchat? So, you know, I'm sure I started out doing Instagram stories and snapping, but now I just, I stick to Snap. First off, I enjoy it. I have a bigger following there, and it's, it's more intuitive to me. If Instagram's What if I had a bigger following on Instagram, I'd probably stick more towards stories, but you just have to do what feels right to you. Well, it sounds
4: like it sounds like what you're saying too is that Snapchat's done a good job of establishing this sense of community that Facebook really can't establish. And I made an argument like that similar for like YouTube because Facebook really tried to push their video over YouTube, but YouTube has a, a community that Facebook just really can't match. And it sounds like Snapchat's been able to do something very similar for sure for sure. Well, and my a, question
0: is, do you think we'll yeah. ever be able to get content off of Snapchat? And do you think, like, how do you f- feel about creating non-permanent content? And like, what do you, what, what are the changes that happen? And like, cause your, your goals change if you're not, you know, like creating a YouTube video to be watched for two years straight, um, by everyone that goes on your channel or searches for it. Well,
2: that's a, that's a great question too, because we just discussed that last podcast as well. Uh, Pinterest is super great because it never disappears. We like it because all of that information that you're you're putting on there is is there. It's a billboard, a virtual
1: billboard that never goes away. So, yep, yep. how do
2: you combat that on Snapchat? That's a great question.
1: So, these are two awesome awesome questions that I think are very important. So, I'm going to start with with the uh, lack of permanency of the content. If you go to my YouTube channel and look for my Zillow sucks video, <laughs> you'll notice that's a Snapchat video. I did that whole video on Snapchat. I saved it to my camera roll, uploaded it to YouTube, embedded it in a blog post. There so you go. Can yeah, you can re, you can save that snap content. It just disappears on Snapchat. It doesn't mean you can't create it there and use it elsewhere. So you see people all the time posting a photo on Instagram or Facebook that they made on Snapchat. So. It doesn't have to disappear. And if it's good stuff, save it. That's major save a major key. Write that down,
0: guys. That's there we go. <laughs> there we go. Repurpose the content, right right throw it on all the different networks, put it on your blog, put it somewhere else and, and repurpose it.
1: Right. And it's just a different type of content. It's not going to be a professionally done perfect lighting or anything like that, but it's you know, it's just more real and authentic and raw. Um, So I I think I have three or four, maybe five videos on my YouTube channel that I created in Snapchat and then just uploaded to YouTube. And some of those I then embedded into blog posts on my Easy Agent site, of course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what you're telling me is you can do all this on your phone with the same video that with the same camera that recorded it. That seems that's pretty awesome. Um, Yes, it really um, is. That that really you don't even need a computer. You can do that in the car. You can do that right. on the way out the office. At Starbucks in line, that's just awesome. Right.
1: Well, and think about this too, because I think people. I had a buddy from high school snap me yesterday, and he's like, "Hey, how come you do all this on Snapchat? It disappears." And I was like, "Look, <laughs> if you go give a speech that no one records, people still hear the content. You know, like if you if you're having a conversation to someone face to face, does that?" stick around forever no but if it's good stuff they're going to remember it just like if you said it to their face so whether whether it disappears right away or not if it's good stuff and someone actually listened to it they will remember it
0: it all comes back to impact and value huh yeah did did, well was that good enough for me to even care about number one number two and now is it memorable what did it really help me out
5: yeah
1: exactly and sorry what was the first part of that question
5: that
1: so, you asked earlier, <laughs> let me. Yeah, it so went away I, just like that. Snapchat, it's gone. Yeah, right, right. it's it
0: gone. That was a fleeting conversation. Uh, no, so the permanency, and then, and then what? Really, what you do to combat it? And you pretty much went into that too. And um, it well, I
5: don't
3: came. even think it's something you have to combat, really. Um, and I don't know how I ended up like defending Snapchat on this conversation, but yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, like, uh, <laughs> but. It's, it's all, we, we always like, we as marketers think it's like so crystal clear. Like they do this, they they click this link, they fill out a form, they buy a house and it just never is like life is messy and marketing's messy and Snapchat, it might be fleeting. It might disappear. It might, but the, they are paying attention to it. And if they're paying attention to it, it makes some impact on some level. And that's something you can never track, which is why you'll never see someone like writing statistics about that in a blog that you can read. Right, and that's why most agents will fail and not like take action on that. Um, and so, it, to me, it's just interesting because it's just a matter of like how many uh, people you can get to engage with you in a meaningful way, whether it's on Snapchat, Facebook, or wherever. Um, and and how consistently you can you can do that. So it doesn't matter if it if it doesn't exist in the future because then they'll watch your your future ones, and you're sort of looking at growing your follower base so that the average video going forward gets more views instead of going backwards. Uh, and that's sort of the thing that's permanent is the people that follow you and watch that content in the future. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: you could be standing on a street corner talking and if it's good stuff, people are going to pay attention and they're going to remember it and they'll listen to your stuff in the future. So you're, yeah, it doesn't matter where it is.
3: We talked about this last episode, it's not really in the show, but like the the average number of Fizbo's in the in the U.S. is like at an all-time low since like the eighties or something. I think it's like ninety-two percent of people are are using real estate agents. Why do you think that is? Like like combined with all the like they, they can they can watch you on Snapchat, they can get all the data they need from all these websites. Like why do you think that still is?
1: That's that's so that's interesting to me because because I'm so involved in real estate, it feels to me like there's more FISBOs. Huh. Just because I'm conscious of it. Maybe in you maybe in Salt Lake there are, but maybe. They they don't know about Search Salt Lake yet. That's the problem. <laughs> but, you know, I I really think if, if that stat's true, I think it's because people are so damn busy. They're so busy. They have so little time to do anything. And the thought of doing all that work to, in theory, save money is just not worth it. And there's, you know, Dave Ramsey is out there. He's big in Utah, and he's mm. always talking about how you always need to hire a realtor because you're going to make more money every time, and because that's what the stats show. Right. And so, it if fizbos have gone down, I think it's just because we're we're busier than ever before, and being pulled in so many different directions, and all the work that it takes to sell a home, and to market it correctly. Uh huh. You can't just do if you already work nine to six. And then have to go pick up your kids, and take them to gymnastics, and all that stuff. You can't so. schedule those open houses yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotta love those open houses. You know I do. Yeah, <laughs>
2: no. uh, fan, man, really fantastic information about Snap Pack and your Snapchat mastery. Um, just, Thank you. just uh, you know, ha- giving a shout out to the Zillow group and stuff. After you guys hear this podcast, we want to know what you think about Snap Pack Live. We want to know what you think about Snapchat. Um, and any other social media for that matter. So get onto our BeatZilla Facebook group and, you know, put in a little nice comment or a question that you have. Um, and with that with that said, also, just double check out Dustin's group. It's Facebook forwards, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash snap pack live. And you can take a look at it. It's uh, It's got some really beneficial information. Uh, it looks like here you're also doing, and I checked it out today, you're doing little live chats with featured featured guest realtors and stuff, which I think is fantastic, man. Tell us a little bit more about that, and then we'll move on to the next thing.
1: Yeah, so real quick about the group, I wanted to start it. First off, Snapchat doesn't have group communication ability, and so and Facebook groups are amazing. So we just started a Snap Pack related group of real estate people that – on snapchat and we do that on Facebook but it's grown to this group that it's just its marketing in general I don't I envision it snapchat is obviously gonna be a major topic but so or so is marketing in general and so we I was thinking about how can we bring more value to the members of the snap pack live group and and I thought you know wouldn't it be cool to to do a show a weekly show and rather than bring in some guest from the outside, why not have one of us, there's five of us that really started the Snap Pack Live thing, the founding five, like I like to call us. <laughs> but every week we rotate who's hosting it and instead of like an outside guest, we reach out to Snap Pack members, whether they've been in the business for a week or 20 years, and we interview them. Because I really believe that regardless how long you've been in the business you have some perspective that will, that would be valuable to someone else that would help someone else, you know, make it over, make it through this rut that they're in, or, you know, maybe that they feel like they've hit a dead end, and they just need a little bit of advice or guidance in one way or another to really break through. And I feel like everyone has some sort of perspective that can help other people. And, and it's also a way to keep you know, to be excited about being a part of the Snapback Live group, a reason to join it because, you know, it, you could be a guest on the show and and that's the plan is to just interview everyone eventually. Right. And Fantastic. so, yeah, I it, love
2: it. And it's I fun. love it. I think it's great. I think it's really cool. It is fun. And that's the most important part is, you know, you know, realty can be monotonous and making it as fun as possible is one of the most important things you possibly can do. So. I really Really like that idea. Um, Thank you so much for letting us grill you hard on why. why, uh, why Hearing Tyler defend
1: Snapchat is my day. I don't (laughs) know
2: how this this all happened. How do we say this? How do we do it, right? Like, you guys, it's been a rough week. Uh, You know, the whole country is completely separated from each other. And uh, the big news. I'm just bringing us all together. (laughs) The big news is that the huge news this week is Tyler actually agreed with Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) The uniter. Um, with that said, uh, you, you know, stay, stay in with us. Cause we're going to have a bunch more topics and stuff coming up and we're just going to move right along into another realty reality that I was, I, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, New York times posted an article and there was a study done at Northeastern university in Boston by these two doctors. They were actually physicists, but, which is really strange, but, uh, they actually came up with a study and the study proved that success has absolutely nothing to do with age. And I feel like now more than ever, um, this needs to be reiterated to the realtor community. Um, it has to do with personality, persistence, intelligence, and then a little bit of luck is what they actually ended up finding out. Um, so, you know, from, from what I'm gaining from this is, you know, we talked about it last podcast, find your niche group, find, find what's special about you and run with it. Um, I, I just was curious what you guys thought about that, that article and, and, uh, what, you know. How you can get how you can get on that horse and just make it happen and, and take care of business.
3: He sna- does he's snapchatting sort of right like, now? Like I'm five snapping. times he's now. Maybe. <laughs> like <his agent>. Yeah, <laughs> he said is like what what he d- does is fun, and so I, I did another podcast with Mailrite earlier this week. They're another real estate podcast. You can go check them out. Um, and, and listen to our guest post there, I guess. But the the thing that I really we hammered home there is that, um it's you can build your real estate business however you want uh what you're doing is you're helping buyers and sellers uh go through the process easier and then you're attracting them and you can attract them pretty much anyway you can use direct mail you can cold call people you can use snapchat like dustin just talked about uh and so with that being the case we all like different things uh We all do different things. Like, there's just so many. And so, if you're not good on camera, making YouTube videos and probably doing Snapchat is gonna like be miserable for you. And if you don't like talking to random people, like cold calling is probably gonna be miserable for you. Um, And if you're not like a fan of analytics, then doing direct mail or doing some type of, like, direct response PPC thing without any content, that's going to be miserable for you because that's all it is, is, like, analytics and conversion. And so, like, it, I I think that sort of ties into this article a certain uh, percentage where your personality, persistence, intelligence, luck, um, luck really is a big performer. But it's, it's finding what, like, could potentially work for you and then just, just, like, Trying it and trying it for a really long time and like actually caring about the result and figuring it out Uh, because there's no way that you're just going to be a natural Snapchatter. There's no way you're going to be a natural SEO person. There's no way you're going to be a natural like no one gets born being good at Facebook ads. (laughs) That's just not a thing. (laughs) I don't know. Talk to Kelvin about that. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're fifty years old or just like you know, it, just getting started in real estate, like you've got to figure out one of those things or another one of those things or figure out how to do it better to grow. Um, and I don't think age is really, it used to matter because of relationships, I think, which is probably why the article got its title. But That's my thoughts on it.
0: I... But then you also have to, like most people, everyone's in love with, with kind of the results of it. And you have to to be successful, you have to be in love with the activity. You have to enjoy doing doing. You have to be enjoy enjoy being a blogger, being a video blogger. Um, you have to find s- something that rewards you from it, or it's just going to be pulling tooth and nails every time you do it. And in, everyone wants leads, but do you do you have what it takes? To pursue this activity until you start generating ROI. Sometimes it can be longer than others. SEO is like, do you have do you have six months to wait for this? Do you have a year to to wait for some solid traction for your keyword you're going for? And if you don't like writing, if you're going to commit to a year, it's going to be it's not going to be the best use of your time probably, and it's not going to make you very happy.
2: One of my uh, one of my favorite things that I, I liked that they said in this was persistence. Um, I think that that should have actually been the first thing. That is a key factor into it because like you guys are saying, nobody's born fresh out of the womb, mastering Facebook advertisements. Nobody's, you know, nobody knows immediately how to master Snapchat. I can barely even film a coyote, you know, 20 yards from my backyard and, you know, some people are better at it than others. Um, I think what it is for me is the persistence because we all know practice pays off. We all know that, like I said, we talked about it last last podcast too. I'm going to shamelessly plug it. Um, You know, for every, every good advertisement, there's five bad ones and you need to really focus on uh, bettering yourself and, and perfecting what you can do and, and, you know, optimizing that, that type of resource to me personally. That's how I feel about it.
0: And admitting that you're not going to get it right the first time, like failure is good. It's nothing to be worried about. It's no, nothing scary. It's like you do a bad ad and you, you, you spend 20 bucks or 50 bucks. And it's like, well, chances are you usually learn at least one thing from every mistake, and then that next time you do it, you iterate better, a little bit cleaner, a little bit tighter, and it ends up ends up just being a micro growth to towards your main goal.
4: Yeah, I think that's the right. big thing is people see failure as defeat instead of progress, and you know flipping that mentality is going to change it. People get very frustrated so much in the BeatZilla group too. I see people posting all about their ads after a week if that and how they don't think their stats are really performing that well. And then a lot of the times they start giving up on that type of content or that structure of ad um, just because that one didn't go as well. So changing the mentality you have there of from changing it from failure equals defeat to failure equals progress is really going to make a big difference. Or education even. Right, exactly.
1: So so I think this is such such a valuable thing for people to get. And it doesn't matter how long you've been in the business, or in business in general, regardless of your industry. So I I've been with Easy Agent Pro and blogging really and doing website and everything for since January ish. So less than a year. When I first got started, I didn't know a damn thing. SEO intimidated me so much. I didn't. I did not grasp the concept of keyword research. I didn't grasp the concept of how to use keywords within a post and everything. And it intimidated me so much but I just decided that I was going to jump in and just do it and know that if I just kept learning a little bit every day learning by doing a little bit every day that I'd get better and And now like I have it's unbelievable to see how far I've come in, in large part because of all the support and education from Easy Agent Pro from the videos and you know the coaching calls and you know Steve Maxwell, that guy, I love him to death. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, just... Steve.
0: Do you hear that? We <laughs> have
1: a well, Yeah, we'll we'll get him in on it. Just all the all the great education that's provided. You just have to make the decision to act on it, and then give it enough time. You have to set your perspective early on that you're not going to be an expert overnight. It's like if you go get a job at McDonald's, are you going to know how to how to do everything and you know work the the damn register, the whatever it's called gun. these days. <laughs> yeah, you know, everything has a learning curve to it. You just have to keep chipping away at it, and um, you know that's how Snapchat is. That's how that's how everything is, and it's it's just so important. Everyone wants it right now, 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 now. Myself included. I'm extremely impatient. Oh, me too. I'm the worst. <laughs> oh, waiting in lines. Oh, you you'll see steam come out of my ears. <laughs> you must be a pretty aggressive driver, huh? <laughs> yeah.
5: Have family you in the car, yeah, yeah. You can say that.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure that's a fair statement. But um, yeah, this It's just so valuable that people grasp what we're talking about here because you just have to put in the work over time. You can't expect big things to happen you know, by next weekend, but you just have to trust that the people who are, are extremely successful doing what we're already doing – They've just been doing it longer, so pretty soon you're going to be in their same shoes. Once you've been doing it for the same amount of time, as long as you're, you know, as long as you're doing it right, mm-hmm. but, you read um,
0: between the lines and do the activities. You have like you started a Facebook group, you segued successfully from Snapchat audience, you brought them. Now you're attracting people to to Facebook and you're, you're expanding your network. You're getting like, it just makes you look like a, a BA when a client finally sees what you do. And you're like, you are the educator. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah I,
2: it's fun. Yeah. It's great, man. And I, you know what, I really like this article because uh, the big thing for me that we've all, we've all said, you know, it takes time and there's trial and error that goes with it. Um, and we, you know, I guarantee you that probably next podcast we're going to say the same thing. It doesn't. It's not something where you blink three times and wish you were home in Kansas again. This this takes time and it takes practice and trial and error, and uh, you know I think that that's a fantastic thing. Um, we this is a perfect transition for me to take it. You know, give it away to Kelvin. Um, you Robert said how great it is that you were able to bridge the gap between Snapchat and Facebook. Um, Kelvin actually came up with a fantastic article about some really, really, really great Instagram accounts. Um, of realtors nationwide uh, who, you know, some of them have found found their calling on Instagram. So I'm curious what everybody has to say about that. And go
4: ahead, Kelvin, you can take it away if you want. Yeah, so today going out at, it's already up on Easy Agent Pro, but going out at 4.15, our time anyway, the blog is going to be up on Facebook. Dustin, you're on there. Uh, Search Salt Lake, I do mention. As well as a bunch of other real estate related accounts that have managed to build followings well around 17,000. Even one one account on there specifically was well over 50,000 followers. So that's specifically what works for them. Like you said, Snapchat's going great for you. Some people, like you said, they have that huge following on Instagram. That's what's working for them. They're going to keep devoting the time and attention there. And that's just the specific network that works for them in that instance. Yeah, Dustin, exactly. you said
0: you started off on Instagram um, or doing, it, did it in unison with Snapchat, why did you, uh, why did you choose to kind of split your focus and, and lean more towards, towards Snap first Insta?
1: So wait, I was referring more to the Instagram stories. So when I had already been on Snapchat for months, when Instagram blatantly copied <sighs> Snapchat with the stories. They- and so, you know, I, I saw like, okay, well now Attention is here and there. So I want to be in both. And so I still do Instagram stories every now and then. Not really. Uh, I have a larger local following on Instagram than I do on Snap. So if it's like maybe a new listing that has a, an awesome bathroom that I want to show off, I'll probably do it on Instagram stories first and then on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. If if at all on Snapchat, I don't know. So, you know, I just, I thought that I needed to do both, but... It's so time consuming. And so Snapchat is, it makes sense for me. That's where I'm having success. It's what I enjoy. And so I'm going to focus on that. And if I have time, you know, uh, plus I have to write blog articles. I have to do all this other stuff and still run a business. Yep. (laughs) And still show houses and, you know, write listing descriptions and everything. So then I might get to Instagram stories. Um, Instagram is probably. Next to next to LinkedIn, uh, probably one that I am least excited about. I don't know why that is. I can't explain it. It's just it's not. It's just not my favorite. That's fair. I don't think Instagram. Yeah,
3: that's requires good to hear much. too, because like so often, like you hear people say, like you've got there. People just feel like they have to get on everything, and you know, here you are being, you know, successful on social media and doing all of it, and like not feeling the pressure to just always be on. All of them.
1: Honestly, though, I, I try to. I'd like to. I just, you know, I wear every hat in my business. Mm-hmm. And so I just have to prioritize. And so yep. maybe, maybe I'll go a week or two without putting anything on Instagram. I'm fine with that. I just, I do the best I can with the time that I have. And I just prioritize and try to stick to it as best I can. That's all any of us can do.
2: Kelvin, when you were looking at these uh, Instagram uh, pages what what specifically like caught your eye about some of these? What was it that really made you think like okay, these guys know what what's going on here and, and they've kind of mastered the art of advertising themselves their their brand recognition as real estate agents on on Instagram
4: so one of the cool one of the things that I, I really took note of and made sure to try and incorporate on, on the blog post itself was agents that have found unique Unique ways to highlight themselves and separate themselves from the carbon copy real estate related Instagram accounts that you might find on not just Instagram but social media in general. One of my favorites I was talking to Chris about was the the biggest beard in real estate. I absolutely love that guy's Instagram account because it's so kooky and awesome and it's so unique. nobody else is going to be able to replicate what he's done on that instagram account and it I is a pretty magnificent beard. You are right about it's that. It's <laughs> glorious, and that's the best thing you can be doing, not just on Instagram, but in social media in general is finding ways to actually separate yourself from, from the pack and because there's so much carbon copies out there when it comes to this because people aren't really sure how to handle social media accounts like this in terms of brand, brand recognition and marketing. So um, that's a lot of the stuff that actually stood out most to me was the accounts that were most unique.
3: Oh, this guy's is awesome.
4: Are you looking at it right no, now? I, I think that's so genius. Yeah, I just, yeah. I
3: just got, it. you guys, everyone listening has to go check, it. it's Biggest Beard in Real Estate. It's so <laughs> perfect, it, and he's going to be so
4: perfect. excited that we, because he, he used one of our, one of our images on his account, and he tagged us up in it, and I was like, where has this guy been all my life, this is fantastic, I was so excited.
3: You might not like him, Dustin. He does open houses. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh>, boo. <laughs> boo! Oh
1: my gosh! See, well, that's may, so... these
0: guys are all just letting their personal brand stand through. It's like if you're if you're that guy with the beard, and that's what people remember you as. Take it and roll with it. Remember what, like, find something that people can recognize you for and know you for, and then and then work with it.
1: Let's think about the future here with 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 this guy and with with anyone who's built who's standing out in some way. So right now, the real estate industry, we're at all-time highs in most parts of the country, right? Absolutely. And, there's, and because of that, there's so many agents, so many, so many people that are jumping in, trying to, you know, they're opportunists, and they're like, oh, the real estate industry's hot, so I'm going to go do that. Right now in Salt Lake County, there's like 6,000 real estate agents, which is more than back in oh in six and oh seven. Like, it, it's just out of control with agents, so it's extremely noisy. So if you're able to stand out now when things are so good and there's so much other realtor competition, imagine when the downturn comes and it's coming, it's just a matter of time, if you stick out now, imagine how much more you're going to stick out when the downturn comes. You're going to be able to probably not just weather the storm but thrive in it if you establish yourself. And then when it emerges now. again
3: like a couple years after it goes down, it'll be even you'll be even. Yeah, that's better. such a great way to look yeah. at
5: it.
2: No, I love them. I mean, there's some of these. the The guy up top, uh, what was his name? Uh, Casillas. Is that his last name? Oh yeah, Brian Casella.
4: Yeah. We did a video with uh, him. Yeah, Casella.
2: On, him sorry, my apologies. And
4: Boyd are actually, the first two on there. The first two
2: on there. Yeah, um, I remember you doing a of a, a YouTube video with him, and um, you know, being a car lover myself, I just found it really interesting, and I just love the idea that he's not just selling real estate. He's selling something that he really enjoys doing on a daily basis, which is driving around in his BA Nissan Skyline GTR. <laughs> so it's, you know what I, I mean? It's, you,
3: that was Spanish to me. I
2: didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, if, if you're a car guy, it, definitely, or even a car girl, a car lady, check these out because, I mean, <laughs> this guy's got it nailed down packed. I mean, it, what I like about all of these, a lot of these Instagram uh, accounts is that, it, like we were talking about in any social media it gives it, it makes the face the name and the voice something recognizable they're human you guys are human beings and you all enjoy specific things and i just love the fact of being able to just honestly i mean that's all social media is i love being nosy and looking at the cool cars that you had the opportunity of seeing i love being noisy and judging my beard against the greatest beard in rookie <laughs> um <laughs> You know, and that's just a, that's just somebody from the outside looking in, and I just love the idea of capturing that specific thing that everybody really likes, and then just going with it. I think it's a fantastic idea, and and the article is really really well written. And and some of these guys, there's some weirdo on here named Tyler uh, Zai. <laughs> yeah, I don't really, I don't know how I made the list. I don't yeah, know my Instagram, right? yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> uh, I'll have to check that one. Kevin. <laughs> It's great. I really, really do love. I I love the article. I want to hear from everybody on the Beat page. Send us a tweet, um, or uh, I don't know. Do we have a Snapchat by chance?
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't. We don't right now. Just a matter of time. It's yeah, we're we're working on it. We're so it's so we're so split in terms of Tyler doing stuff, me doing stuff. It's a little harder for us to use it on a company level. It's great for agents using it on an individual level. But we're getting there. We'll get there. Maybe we'll get some glasses (laughs) soon. Yeah, maybe we'll all wear some glasses on the podcast and have to film it somehow or something. That'd be cool.
1: We're wow, all following along I Dustin's get so group. Often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah. all
2: yeah we're all in Dustin's group. We're all uh, we're all in Beat So definitely tell us. You know, if you if if any of you, if any of you real estate agents or brokers have have your own Instagram account, send it our way. We'd love to take a look at it and, and see what's going on and and see how good your beard looks compared to mine. So we can uh, we can definitely get that sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> um. With that said, we can move on to the BeatZillow questions of the week. Um, I really liked what Alex Craig had on here. He was discussing, throwing around some ideas of partnering, partnering with local businesses. Um, I, I feel like we don't really discuss this too much, and there's not a whole lot of video content or, or education on it, so this was a really fantastic question. Um, he said, I'm working on partnering with other businesses, mortgage, uh, mortgage companies, insurance companies, et cetera, and some of it has gone well and others have been really weird. Specifically, I've talked with people who didn't want to partner unless you sent them referrals. I felt like the relationship would have been, uh, felt like a, a transaction. Uh, in quotes, he put, we can be friends as long as you send me business is what I felt like they were saying. I'm trying to get some insight on why businesses might say this and what they might really mean by it. So if you guys want to answer that, let's, let's roll with it. Let's make it happen.
3: So I think basically there are only two reasons to do marketing of any type. Um, one is to do it with like, with another like business or organization or entity or person or featuring someone. Um, and then the other being like really just more statistically driven and transactional. So like if you're doing blogging, SEO, Snapchat, um, Instagram, Facebook, um, I mean, even like local stuff with like, if you're doing open houses you should have some other business you feature their stuff there to like their the cookies or whatever. I I think that the big thing that most real estate agents do incorrectly when it comes to all types of marketing is not partnering with um enough people. And the the thing is like that's hard because most people don't want they they want to do like what this guy is saying is like Make it transactional. We want to do a swap? Um, and, yeah, and, and so it is hard, but like once you establish those relationships, those relationships are just you know worth their weight in gold—the good ones, at least. So what you're saying is, I mean, to to dumb it down for my for my ears,
2: yeah. I'm slow. Um, it being transactional is okay. It's it's perfect. No, I fun.
3: mean, I'm saying like you like keep on keeping on. Okay. Like keep on trying to partner with local businesses right. for everything. Keep featuring local businesses and blogs. If you write them or in videos, if you write them, does have you featured people in your Snapchat? I know you have a video series on YouTube that you He's done top golf. In.
0: Let's hear about, that. I love like top golf. Top That's golf. one of my favorite yeah. places. <laughs> was top, top, top golf incredible. like a trade? Like, Hey man, do you want to trade? No. Like I'll do this, that, or like what, how did it, like, what'd you do to reach out to them? Um, how could someone kind of do the same thing in their area?
1: So Topgolf was a little different than the other 3 businesses that I've um, that I've interviewed for my Salt Lake Insider show. Topgolf, I first when I first heard that they were coming to Salt Lake City, I I didn't know what Topgolf was. So I I googled it and I was like this is awesome and it's I decided so cool, to, right? <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely. So I started I decided to write a blog article about it and it was just called Topgolf is coming to Salt Lake City. And I put some photos in there and, and embedded a video right from their website. And, and pretty soon, I, I shared that in some Facebook groups. And I, I think I got like 6,000 Facebook shares on that article, which I was super stoked about. That was, that was the first article I did that really uh, went viral on Facebook and everything. And, and so Topgolf reached out to me. Someone in their marketing department from corporate noticed the article wanted me to be involved in in the grand opening on some level and they invited me out to their media night and and there i met their their manager of marketing for the salt lake location kind of you know just kind of built a little rapport with him and and so when i started my salt lake insider show i i was just thinking okay I don't want to go interview a title company because that's boring as hell. I, so, or <laughs> please explain title work to me. <laughs> yeah, you have to think about what interests other people. You know what gets other people's attention as they're scrolling through Facebook at hyper speed. Like what gets them to stop and then feature that content somehow. So, Top Golf is one of those things that people are stoked about in Salt Lake, especially when it was so new. So, I just reached out to him and I was like, I was like, hey man, I'm doing this new show would it be cool if I came and interviewed you and you know asked some pretty laid back questions and you know featured you on my show and he was more than happy and the thing is it, it's it's mutually beneficial so
5: you
1: know I wonder how this agent who who's having an issue with businesses saying well I'll only work with you if if you send me business I wonder how he's approaching that that pitch or that proposal because I've never had anyone question it. I've always had people just be stoked because what I'm offering them is exposure for free. Mm-hmm. All it takes is some of their time. And and then I show them now that I have a couple episodes under my belt, I can show them, "Hey, this last episode got 5,000 views or, you know, 5,000 on Facebook and 200 on YouTube or whatever." And and so they're like, "Ooh, I want that." And so yep. now they want to be on the well, show. Well, who doesn't? And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
5: yeah.
0: What I love about that story is that you made it as perfectly easy as possible for him to be able to accept it or for top golf to be able to be interested it wasn't yeah. hey should i write an article for you guys and will you feature it that's be me, me me it was like i already wrote an article about you i'm going to be featuring it i'm sharing it do you guys like of course they want in on it. Like it, it, it was a no brainer from their perspective versus going into something that like, Hey, do you want to coordinate a marketing program together? Like nobody wants to do that. It, they'll, they'll gladly right. feature your article. They'll share something that's flattering about their company. It's like, yeah. that was just great execution for, for the intro. Cause there really shouldn't be problems um, going in to work with a company because it should be something. If it what what you're offering them is actually valuable, they'd be a fool to turn it away. And that well, might happen sometimes, but. And, and right.
2: with with that said, I mean, he's. I feel like he's better off if a company is going to be that way. Anyways, there's clearly something wrong with that other
3: company. Um, if they're trying the to, pitch, if yeah, they're trying, either way, like it's it's probably either like the pitch not being enough value, and thus they see it as that, that's not going to do anything, or. Or, the, or what you're saying
2: yeah, yeah I mean the, what's the worst I could say no <laughs> there's there's plenty there's plenty of other people out there who would be like even a huge corporation like top golf would get super stoked there's plenty of other opportunities out there and this this one firm that's trying to milk you for everything you're worth maybe not you know might not be the best you know the the best uh, cooperation attempt to have with those individuals you might want to focus your energy elsewhere
5: yeah um, yeah and focus Kelvin, on someone who's say?
0: already doing marketing. Uh, make yeah. it easy for them to do their marketing. They have a marketing team that's searching for content to share on their social media, to write about. So you give them a, you line them up and give them a gimme. It just it's easy as can be for them, and they're they're naturally attracted to it.
4: Yeah, I I think too just to contribute to that. I think don't ever overlook uh, a business in your area just because it's like a local mom and pop shop or like there's so many little tiny businesses that you could hit that have such a huge local ingrained following that maybe they have a huge Facebook page just because they're so popular but they're not like a big giant company they're not as big as something like top golf but all these little tiny scaled down businesses offer that type of value up as well hit up every single type of business that you can to create content about that people are interested in because that's that's what people are looking for like Dustin said that's what they're interested in when they're scrolling through a social network yeah
2: and, and chances it's so are easy to find Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, and chances are, smaller
1: businesses are going to say yes immediately. They want that. Yeah, they love. They love that, yeah. they love
2: that stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. So, right. I've had a few a few companies not respond to me, and I I think it's just because they're busy, and you know they're like, oh, he's only done a few episodes, and maybe they just didn't see it as worthwhile. But so what? Right. Exactly. There's, a, there's limitless businesses or uh, local personalities, principals of local schools. I mean. It, just you name it, just think about what interests people and then find out how to team up with them it, in a way that's beneficial to them. And that could be as simple as exposure. So, what I do is I was like, Hey, can I do a show? Here's the deal. You know, my last one had 5,000 views, and afterwards I will pay to sponsor it on Facebook. No, why? I and why I've never no? asked, no. yeah, yeah. And Topgolf has a big social media following, and they, they told me, they're like, well, we're going to share it here, we're going to share it there, you know, where else can we share it? We'd love to I help. Know. I didn't have to ask them, they just, they, they saw that I was bringing a ton of value to them, and they just wanted to help as best they can, exactly. because by them sharing it, then that helps them again. So it's, it's a no-brainer. So you, you just have to look at it as, it, you have to bring value first. Right.
0: And on the topic of exposure, like... Do you think a mortgage or a title company is gonna get is really gonna promote you that hard to their audience or has a following? Do any of you guys follow a mortgage company on Facebook? It's like <laughs> no, you're probably no. not following them. You're not reading their Facebook. You're not doing anything. But Top Golf, I went and looked at it after I watched. It. it was like, damn, I wish we had one in Albuquerque. Yeah, right. I be there all the time. Beer and golf just, is a good thing. A
2: small world. It's such a small world because Kelvin, we, you know, I know that you're in Austin. And what did I say to go to? That's today? the first thing you told me to what do. We go check out Top Golf. Okay, <laughs> go it yeah, and yeah go it's tonight. the first yeah, thing I said. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, which, i think right now look at
0: the mute sorry i didn't mean to cut you off Dustin. Oh, no, no go, go, go.
1: when you guys are ready to do in the lead on the road <laughs> you come to salt lake and we'll do the episode at top golf and i guarantee <laughs> <laughs> i could get them to facilitate that, that. sounds like a perfect in the lead on the road so much <laughs> i love it I mean, you have yeah. the title
2: on it already <laughs> <laughs> we need a party bus or something to make it happen <laughs> <laughs> Um, what coming back to what Kelvin said earlier about smaller businesses, um, there's uh, one comes to mind for me immediately, and I actually I I, I, this sucks because I can't remember her name. I actually had a coaching call with a lady; she was awesome, Um, and uh, she actually gave me the idea. So if you're listening to this and you know that it's you, please go on the BeatZilla site and and let me know that it's you. Um, she she made it very clear. There's one thing that all five of us in here and every single EAP member every single brokerage company, every single real estate agent have in common. We need to eat. All of us need to eat food, right? And everywhere you go, there's restaurants. And some of these restaurants, it doesn't have to be this huge corporate restaurant. Uh, I just talked to Kelvin about a ramen noodle shop. That's the best ramen noodle shop in Austin that he has to go check out. You know, getting and these people are more than happy because it is a small mom and pop business to try and get free advertising and they'll be more than happy to sh- to spread the wealth and share it with you. Breweries are a fantastic example of a place to actually do a little bit of old school and new school advertising for yourself. So um, food, food, food places are one of my favorite, one of my favorites to kind of push people to do a little bit of, of uh, brand marketing to as well.
3: For sure, and you
0: can't possibly imagine how far your content will travel. Look at Top Golf, they you know they worked with Dustin, and now Dustin's promoting them. We're talking about him for the last 20 minutes on yeah. someone else's yeah. podcast and other podcasts, <laughs> and now everyone wants to go to Top Golf. Like, we literally just made them it's thousands of dollars. That's awesome! Yeah, that's yeah. just uh, but that's marketing value, and that's like real, that's real stuff. That's how it works. And to Ty's point, it's not always linear, it's not always, oh, I'm gonna go do this interview, and then I'm gonna get. I'm going to get some leads. It's going to be great. It like it, it paid off, you know, two months down the road, six months, one year. So I thought that was just really cool. I was just thinking about that.
2: No, I love it. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Alex, for first, you know, putting that uh, question on beat I thought it was really fantastic and it was fun to talk about it and you should go check out top golf whenever you get a chance. um, <laughs> We can move on to the next question. The last question of the night. Uh, I figured that Robert would really like to answer this one cause he did give a pretty fantastic explanation on beat about it. Um, Rick Shepard wrote in, should I be do- Should we buy domain specific, uh, area or specific to our area and redirect it to our easy agent pro website? Um, I thought,
0: okay, maybe I would just say, to... <laughs> I'd say it depends on what your motivation is. So if you're doing it as an SEO hack, uh, I'd say no. Uh, do not do that. If you're doing it to have a clean URL to send to maybe a landing page, like, uh, you know, search salt Lake slash top golf, that would be, or, or top golf, salt Lake, whatever you could do your, your own domain and send it literally to a landing page, but it's kind of a, an old school SEO hack to say Albuquerque homes for ABQ houses for sale and ABQ.com. And then redirecting them all to your site. It used to give you a, maybe a little bit of link juice boost, and these days it's, it's basically ineffective and Google frowns upon it sometimes if it's done excessively. So I'd say that's like the, the, the short and sweet answer from me.
2: Do we have any, uh, any recommendations on something else that might benefit them? Um, just focusing on SEO on their landing pages or anything like that?
0: Uh, focusing on SEO or, 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 or just in clever, general, clever use yeah. of domains. You could, get, yeah, I mean, to... <laughs> how about a custom domain for a single listing? One, two, three, four roadstreet.com. Bet you no one has it. It could be on your site. You could, you can share that everywhere. It makes sense to what people are clicking They They trust in it. You see a picture of it. It kind of, uh, it it makes sense. I think as long as it makes sense and and there's no chance. Like I mean, if you have you know like if you get Salt Lake Homes and Search Salt Lake, there's no there's no big deal owning both those and sending them to the same place. But it's just going going after like thirty domains and managing GoDaddy and it gets expensive even after a while. You keep, like you don't need all those domains and they just don't do anything. So um right so
1: I own a Home Value Salt Lake dot com as well and I forward that directly to my home valuation landing page on my lead site that's um, money
0: that's exactly exactly the good setup
1: yeah and I think I've even put that link in I've gotten some valuable backlinks on that too so like even I'm building domain authority on that just for that one that one domain that goes to that one page so um, but and, man domains can add up you start buying a bunch of those and
0: go daddy's (laughs) knocking on your door, sending you receipts. All of a sudden they auto renew, of course, (laughs) um, a good, uh, one, quick just on the topic of, uh, authority. If you do see some, this is, this is kind of, uh, kind of advanced, but if you, you can go to these auction websites where you can see domains for auction and you could actually get a domain with authority that was a, a previous real estate site or um or it doesn't even have to be real estate really you could do anything with just a high domain authority that now is turned over and is available for purchase and that'll actually transfer some of that authority um through link juice to your site if you linked it up so kind of advanced and but we we've done it a couple times <laughs>
2: great no I it. and you know what it may, it may be advanced but from what I've learned just the last like three four weeks a lot of Eap users know a lot more than I do sometimes so it's uh That's great information for sure.
0: (laughs) And that's one thing I think Dustin, you'll find cool about your, your Snapchat group is people are going to show you new ways to use it that you had never even thought of. You know, you're showing you choose them. And then all of a sudden like beat Zillow that we get these ad campaigns. Guys are like, Oh, I made, you know, i made an, I figured out my open houses in an area. I got the link from the IDX and I redirected from a landing page. And it's just like, damn, you got 16 leads from that in a day. That's just like, that's just awesome. So, um,
1: Right. So, yeah, just earlier today in the Snap Pack Live group, I did a, a quick little Facebook Live to show people uh, how, you know, when you're running a Facebook ad, if it's a dark post, go in and like it and react to it, like love it, wow it, so that when it shows up in other people's feeds, it already has engagement rather than being the first. And absolutely. That's, yeah. That. I mean, I, would, I don't want to be the first to click on a sponsored post, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but well, but someone someone commented on that. I didn't even know this guy, but he commented on it and he's like, yeah, kind of along the same lines, what you can do is if you're going to be um, up, natively uploading a video to Facebook and running an ad with it, make sure you first um, like post it and then. Sponsor it in like Pakistan and yeah. some other places where you can get <laughs> super 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 cheap views, and then use use that video that already has a bunch of views on your main ad. And he said that he, he read an article, all these stats and stuff, but it just like being part of one of these valuable groups like Beat or Snap Pack Live, like you learn little teeny tidbits that can absolutely change the game for you and put money in your pocket, literally. And and it, it, just by being in these groups, it, it's so cool. You, and you never know when one of those little tidbits is gonna come.
0: And they're always the smallest ones that impact you like that. I always do on yeah. AP a heart. So you can be like, no, not many people do a heart on stuff. So, but when you see it, it pops up on a post and you're like, oh, wow. So that's, that's funny that you were, you were just, I did watch your video this morning actually in the group.
1: Nice. <laughs> With my dog interrupting. <laughs>
5: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: Very cool. Well, I think it is time to wrap up. I want to thank our special guest, uh, Dustin Brome for being here with us today. And I want to thank everybody else for sitting in, uh, putting in their two cents, and once again, having a fantastic podcast episode. You can check out uh, Snap Pack Live, uh, the real estate group on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Live. As well as our BeatZillo page. Um, if you guys have any questions, uh, comments, or anything like that, send us a tweet. Send us a uh, you know send us a nice little comment in in uh, BeatZillo or even on pack and uh, we we can try and answer it and, and keep on rolling. Um, if you guys want to say goodbye, now's the time, and then we're headed out. <laughs>
5: all <right. laughs> Later, all. Thanks for
1: stopping on. Dustin. Thanks, Dustin. Yeah, thanks so Dustin.
3: Thanks for listening to, to, to In the thank Lead. You. If thank you've you enjoyed the show, do. be sure to subscribe it's in iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more stuff. great content
2: like this, yeah. check out our blog yeah, at EasyAgentPro.com. Really food on the family's
1: table. So, thank you, Austin. Thank you. Appreciate it. So nice to hear.
5: Thank you. Absolutely.